speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Holy Gospel, according to St. John, the 15th and 16th chapters. Jesus said, When the Helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will bear witness about me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said all these things to you to keep you from falling away. They will put you out of the synagogues, Indeed, the hour is coming when whoever kills you will think he is offering service to God. And they will do these things because they have not known the Father, nor me. But I have said these things to you, that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told them to you. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Jesus has much to say about truth in our reading from the Gospel of John this morning. Yes, he has a lot to say about truth. But what is truth, though? We hear much about it, but what is truth? Well, truth is reality. Truth is based upon facts. Truth is free from falsehood. It is free from deceit. It's free from agendas. It's also free from personal opinions and personal emotions and feelings. Truth does not hide facts, does not twist reality. Truth, it does not play word games, if you will. It does not play mind tricks or a sleight of hand. Truth, it cannot blend with falsehood, just as light cannot mix with darkness. Furthermore, we could say that truth may be spoken by a political party, but get this. Yes, a political party may speak truth, but it does not. The political party does not own the truth. The truth does not belong to the political party. Truth may be shared on TV by a television anchor, but it does not originate from that television anchor. Truth, it may be posted by a TikToker on TikTok social media, but it does not come from the TikToker. In a word, truth, yes, truth is not based upon you and me. And it's certainly, I remind you, it's certainly not based upon our feelings. Frankly, how you feel about truth, well, it really does not matter. Emotions do not dictate truth, but truth will properly dictate emotions. You see, it is this way with truth because truth is founded upon the one who is the way, the truth, and the life. Truth belongs, it originates, and it comes from Christ, for he is truth. Now, dear friends, if you listen closely, just pause and listen closely. If you listen, you may be able to hear the old Adam, that sinful nature, sneering at the thought that truth is tied to Jesus and not ourselves. If you listen and you pause, you may be able to hear the devil stomping his feet with a temper tantrum, upset that truth is tied to Christ and not able to be manipulated by him. And the world, well, if you stop and you listen, 
you listen to the distance, the world laughs at the idea of truth belonging to Christ. Nonetheless, it is this way with truth because through Christ all things were made, and without him nothing was made. Through Christ all things have been created, and so all things in heaven and earth, visible and invisible, all powers, all authority, all morality, all nature, it's all submissive to Christ. Let me say this as blunt as I can, and clearly as possible. Created things, yes, created things that we can see and touch and feel, created things in this world, do not get to define what truth is. Christ does. Indeed, they do not get to define truth, what is true and what is not. Christ has that authority in him alone. Now keep in mind, though, that truth is not hidden in the heavens, though. It's not as if Christ has truth and it's hidden off in some sort of box in the glory of heaven where we have to go seek out and somehow find. Truth is not concealed from us. Instead, as we hear in our reading from the Gospel of John this morning, Christ sends the Spirit of truth to testify on his behalf. Yes, the Holy Spirit is sent. He is sent and speaks truth to you and me through the word. Now, perhaps this might all sound very philosophical at this time, so let's make it rather simple. Let's make it as simple as possible. Number one, Christ is truth, period. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Christ is truth. Number two, he sends the spirit of truth to testify to the truth through the word of, the God, through the word of God, through the Bible itself. Number three, you and me, we hear the truth about sin. We hear the truth about the righteousness of Jesus. We hear the truth about evil itself, that evil will be judged someday. And number four, as a result, we become children of the light. Yes, by hearing truth, as truth is poured into our ears, into our hearts and our minds, we are children of the light, children who walk in the truth in a world full of lies, a world full of darkness. Now, you would think that this is all very good. It actually is. It's very good. But there's a hang-up. Never forget that Jesus is the light that came into the darkness. We heard this this last Advent and Christmas season. We hear all about the light coming into the darkness. And the darkness, though, as we contemplate the darkness, the darkness of the world, well, the darkness does not like the light. Actually, the darkness cannot even comprehend the light. That is to say, a world full of lies can certainly tolerate other lies. The world in darkness can tolerate other darkness. Lies can tolerate other lies. But the darkness, lies, they cannot tolerate the truth. They cannot tolerate light. This is the reason why Jesus was murdered, why he was hung on a tree, killed on a tree, bloodied on a tree. See, darkness does not like the light. And the same is true for you and me who walk in the light. Again, in our reading from the Gospel of John, Jesus tells us that the world will throw the children of truth out of meeting places and even kill them, thinking that the world is doing something righteous, that the world is doing something good. In other words, being a Christian, being a child of truth, means that you will collide with the world. You will conflict with the world. And when this happens, you will be ridiculed, you'll be attacked, you'll be possibly murdered for this Christian faith, for the truth, for the light. For the world has no tolerance, it has absolutely no tolerance for truth, no tolerance for light. Tragically, though, 
Many Christians do not like the thought of colliding with the world. They don't like the idea of being ridiculed or attacked or possibly being murdered. They like the idea of being popular and well-respected by the world and its elites, being friendly and buddy-buddy with the world. And so what we see with these individuals are whole churches and denominations that work very hard, not just a little, but work very, very hard not to collide with the world. In fact, they work so hard not to collide with the world that they actually befriend the world. As previously said, they come buddy-buddy with the world. But there's a problem. When you and I, when we become friends with the world, well, the harsh truth is that we end up losing truth. The truth doesn't go away, but rather we lose sight of it. Being a friend of the world leads you and me to blindness as we become cloaked with darkness and saturated with lies. There's no middle ground. Now, dear friends, darkness is not of the Holy Spirit. We must confess that. That's self-evident. The Holy Spirit does not dabble with lies. The Holy Spirit does not dance in the darkness. Where you find darkness and lies, well, mark this. You may find a spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. Indeed, where you find darkness and lies, you may find a spirit, but not the Holy Spirit. And where you do not find the Holy Spirit, well, you do not have Christ. And so the point being is this. Beware of churches that want to cozy up to the world to avoid persecution and suffering and mockery. Beware of those churches. Beware of spiritual leaders that worry more about the world, what the world thinks, than what the Spirit of truth testifies to. Beware of any theology, any ideology that tries to adjust its message, to tinker with its message at the first sign of any kind of suffering from the world. Suffering coming, oh, we better change this not to offend the world and get persecution on us. We don't want to ruin our inside track with the world. Beware of those kind of theologies and ideologies. Beware of the fear that stirs within you, that stirs within each and every one of us, that will cause us to tuck tail and run at the first sight of conflict with the world. A world that, I remind you, that walks blindly and stumbles over its own lies. Beware the temptation to want to be more successful than faithful, the temptation to be more popular than steadfast, the temptation to be, yeah, more well-liked than truthful. Now, dear friends, this is a bit sobering to hear. It is. It's a very sobering message. Nonetheless, we need to hear it because this is the way it is. This is how it is. You and I, we cannot divorce Christ from the Holy Spirit, and we cannot separate the Holy Spirit from truth, and we cannot eliminate persecution from the world against truth itself. This is how it is. Jesus knows this, and this is how it is, so he confesses it to us. He speaks to us about this truth the way that it is, so that when the time comes, when the world starts in on you and me, well, we will be well warned, and we'll be ready Indeed, we'll be ready. But how can we be ready? Well, it's quite simple. Think of it this way. As Christians, we are not the way and we are not the truth and we're not the life. Therefore, when truth is attacked, get this, when truth is attacked, we know that people are really attacking Christ and the Holy Spirit. They're attacking the testimony of God's word itself. They're attacking their creator. They're attacking reality. They're fighting to stay hidden in the dark. They're fighting, to stay, they're fighting to stay concealed in their lies. The attack 
is an attack to stay hidden. It's an attack to stay concealed in deception. And so do not be surprised and do not take it personal when you are attacked as a Christian. Remember that truth does not belong to you. It does not originate with you or come from you. Truth is Christ. It is not you. Yes, you possess truth, but only as a gift. Through the word of God, the Holy Spirit reveals truth to you, and he does it often as a sheer gift so that you might know what is true. And so again, when you are attacked, it isn't your opinions. It is not your feelings that are being attacked. It's Christ. But there's more. When the world laughs and claws at you for this Christian faith, for the truth that you hold, know that your Christ has already endured the, world, the world's scorn. Your Christ has already endured the scorn of the world. And he is now raised from the dead. And because your Jesus is risen from the dead, you are neither surprised or easily triggered or defensive when challenged or attacked as a Christian. You see, if the world has issues with truth, so be it. Let the world have its issues with truth. If the world is offended by truth, so be it. Let the world take it up with the risen Lord Jesus Christ who sits at the right hand of the Father in power and might. In fact, we could say, let the world take it up with Christ. Take it up with Christ on that last day when every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. Let the world take it up with them, with, with Christ, when they're on their knees. And so perhaps... When the world blows a gasket, if you will, and attacks truth, perhaps you and I, we can weep. Yes, we can weep for the world. Perhaps we could even pray for the world that has located their perception of truth in their own ideas, ideas that are buried in lies. Indeed, we can lament for the world because the world is suffocating in darkness and the world has become an arena of the blind leading the blind further and further into a treacherous ditch. And as we mourn and weep for the world, we still can keep joyfully, we can keep on joyfully confessing, confessing the truth. We can keep on confessing because the Holy Spirit keeps on testifying truth to you and me. Yes, truth. And last but not least, dear baptized saints, we can know that as the Holy Spirit testifies to us, we get to hear about our sin. We get to hear about the righteousness of Jesus. We get to hear about the good news that evil will be held accountable. And not only that, we get to hear about the forgiveness of sins for us. For the times that we let go of truth and that we have wandered in the darkness ourselves, we get to hear that the Lord forgives us and that he calls us back constantly to the light, back to truth, where we belong as his children. And there he will continue to sustain you and me by his word and sacrament. The Lord will strengthen your faith and your love for your neighbor as he bathes you in truth, as he pours truth into your ears, as he sanctifies you with the truth, for his word is indeed eternal truth, truth that is for you. In the name of Jesus, your truth and your light. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon 
from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.